This week's episode is presented by the HBO comedy Barry. NPR claims it's the best new comedy on television. Barry is a dark comedy about a depressed hitman. On his way to execute a hit on an aspiring actor, Barry follows his mark into an acting class and ends up finding and accepting community in a group of eager hopefuls within the L.A. theater scene. For your consideration, nominated for 13 Emmys, including Outstanding Comedy Series. Hi, welcome to Remote Controlled, Variety's TV podcast. I'm Deborah Birnbaum. Every week, we'll bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest in television, working behind and in front of the camera. On today's episode, we're talking with Judith Light about the assassination of Johnny Versace. Stay tuned. Hi, it's my pleasure to welcome Judith Light. Hello. It's so good to see you. Good to see you, too. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm happy to be here. First of all, congratulations on the Emmy nomination. Thank you so much. I'm really, really excited and grateful. What does that mean to you? What it means is it's a kind of acknowledgement that's that's an, a real profound honor to me. If you look at what's out there now and the, the amount of television and the amount of work that's being done and really extraordinary work mm-hmm. um, and this group that I'm nominated with of these incredible artists and I look at that and I say and I was also chosen and so that's why I say for me in many ways this is the win I, I just feel so incredibly grateful that's what it means to me and also it it is a real testament to Ryan Murphy and the people Brad Simpson Nina Jacobson Tom Rob Smith who wrote the script Gwyneth Horder Payton, who directed it, Dan Minahan, who directed it, These, this group of people. It's a, I've been talking about it for the last couple of days, talking about the, our world, our work. Is, it's a team sport. Very and so. the team that was brought together for this, hair, makeup, wardrobe, Mike Farrell. I mean, you're talking about um, a magnificent kind of arena within which to do the work. So, I mean, I'm really, and, and I'm proud that it was acknowledged. I really am, and I really appreciate my peers for that. And certainly your performance was really recognized, too. People really responded to you. Why do you think they, yours, yours stood out so much? I don't know. I really have, I, I, I love that you asked me, and I really don't have an answer. I, I, I would have to say probably, or most likely, it ha- I've talked about this in the way that I, I haven't really spoken about something before, is that this, I, f- I, I had this experience that I had a roadmap, that Tom Rob Smith wrote this piece and guided me and all of us to every single step of the way. It's like, no, here's here's this piece like there's this moment where he has Marilyn um, tapping her fingers on the on the counter clicking her nails clicking her nails on the counter it was all in the script that was in the script see that's what I'm talking about and that's amazing I I thought that was all you no no that that was in the script and the way that Gwyneth um, shot it was really just that hand there and I, I I think people were pulled in I think they were pulled into that kind of dynamic, but it was all a roadmap. And I also think that there was something about the story in this woman in the middle of, and the story of a woman in the middle of 
all of these, many of these men, Mm -hmm. the two episodes prior to that. And a woman who's strong, a woman who, businesswoman, incredibly successful, and also very controlled, very contained, very withheld. And so I think people were holding their breath waiting to see when she might crack. And I, I think that those were some of the things. I'm just articulating them now off the top of my head, but I think that was definitely some of it. Very much so. Did you have any idea going into it what her story was? I'd never no. heard of her before. No, no. I had no I had no idea. I didn't know about, until I read Maureen Orth's book, I didn't know that there had been these other murders. I knew about Versace. I'd heard about Versace. Of course, we, you know, we all did. But I didn't know that there were these other murders that were prior to Versace being murdered. And I, I was so... How did this happen? Mm-hmm. There's a moment in our the climate. You know, we're talking about before you know we went on air talking about our climate and the culture that we're living in now. And in the '90s, the late '90s, there um, there was still a, and still is today a tremendous amount of vitriol and dismissiveness toward the gay, the LGBTQ community, and in this case, the gay community. And so I think there was so much that was really. Um, what Ryan chose to do that I thought was incredibly important and educational and historic is to talk about this moment in history and this moment in time. I think that's what Ryan has done such a great job with with these shows, again, with, you know, People versus O.J. to talk about race, with um, Johnny Versace to talk yes. about homophobia, really taking a crime but then looking through the lens of the social issues. That's, you just named it and articulated it perfectly. It's absolutely what he does, and I think that's why people are so compelled by the work. Is it harder for you to play a person who is real, to get into her character, or do you just create the character from inside out? Uh, that's a really good question. It is always harder, I find, to play someone who is um, a real person, but particularly a person who is still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very painful story, and to be responsible and deferential and to not have looked at anything of hers because, you know, she's, you know, on the home shopping networks and she has a very thriving business. You did, did, you did still do does. No, wow. I didn't want to. I, what tends to happen, I think, if you do that, if one does that, if I do that, let's just right. I'll speak for myself, is that can lean toward caricature, trying to copy a person. And I, I don't think it serves either the human being that you're portraying, nor does it serve the peace that you're in. And I, I thought better not to, to go there. And we all agreed about that. I mean, everybody was very much on the same page. So how then did you create the character? How did you find your way into her? I had this roadmap. I mean, he really, he really wrote her so particularly and specifically and definitively that I was able to walk into that and, you know, it's like how you have a, um, you know, when you're driving in your car, you know, when you're on, you know, when you're on the freeway, you're driving and it's telling you where to go and where to get off at these particular points or turn right at this particular place. That's what this script felt like to me. While it was completely impacted by the emotional life that was also written into it. And so I knew how to orchestrate it in a way from that material. Was there one moment that was particularly challenging for you? Yeah. I mean, there was one that was quite challenging. A lot of it was challenging in that the holding on to the emotion, the 
suppressing it. The the the, con- the inner containment was quite um, quite challenging. Um, you know what it's like. It's like trying to hold a beach ball under the water. You can't do it. So that was that was challenging. But there was a a moment. There's a moment where I'm sitting in front of a vanity for people who haven't seen it, and it's the moment where Tom had written that she cracks and um, has a moment where everything comes flooding forward. It was we shot it the day after the Emmys last year. <laughs> you know, like the biggest emotional day of the of the shoot. And I said, listen, can we not do that shoot? Would anybody mind if we... I know I'm going to stay to be shooting a couple of things before I go back to New York. Do you mind if we don't do that scene on the, the day right after the... Well, they couldn't do it. They had a location, and so you're locked in, and so that's what we did. And so that was, that was really challenging, but I have to say Gwyneth was just remarkable. The crew was remarkable. Everybody was together in a way that was just... I felt buoyed up by their support. It was just... And, of course, the, the language was so amazing. And there was more to that scene, but they had to cut it because it was, it was longer, and there were longer monologues, so I had had to learn all of these wow. stuff. And so that was, that was pretty challenging. But, you know, when you feel supported by people, it doesn't feel dire. It just, it's, um, um, there's a, a sense in which you're being carried by so many really great folk. Is that unique? Is that a rare experience for you to have that on a set? Uh, this was pretty rare, I have to say. This was, um, I mean, I've been in a lot of things, and as you know, you know, I've been around a long time, and I, I've had that um I would say more than occasionally, um, but I—I I, I mean, I, I just—I mean, I think of Ugly Betty. Um, of course, I mean, we're all still friends. I think of Transparent. I mean, I think of—I think of a, a show that I actually just shot uh, for Facebook Watch, which is the um, uh, Queen America with Catherine Zeta-Jones and these wonderful people, Alicia Jones, great director, and and Megan Oppenheimer, the uh, creative uh, producer and writer, and. Um, and Catherine Zeta-Jones is just lovely. And often I find when you have... I've been talking about this a lot lately because I'm thinking about it a lot, is that we all think about what we're going to get in life. What are, what are we going to get? Somebody... How are the, am I going to get those things? How am I going to get get the career that I want? You know, like, And it's not about getting... That's about giving. It's about what are you what are you going to give? Who are you going to give to? And so when you go on a set and you start working with people, it's not about what they're going to do for you. It's like what are you going to do for them? I mean, mm-hmm. I know it sounded a little like John Kennedy, but that's that's <laughs> not how I I meant to make it sound. It's like that there's that what what will you do for the team? How will you be a part of lifting the team and being grateful and appreciative and kind and you know I mean it's just um, so this was one of those experiences that's what they they were giving to me it's funny I say that a lot I mean I interview a lot of people and this is not not to disparage one person or another but I find that people who've been working for a long time are more generous or more giving or more understanding they will say hello to everyone on the set and it's the people who you know suddenly find themselves on a hit show 
that misbehave pretty badly. And I'm just saying, you got to think about the long game. We're all in this together. That's right. That's a really, really important point. And I see um, young people operating like that. And it's like, get me a cup of coffee or get me water. It's like, you should be getting them coffee. You there. There's something about etiquette in mm-hmm. life and personally and interpersonally. It's like, and I, I think you're right. I think some, many people who have been uh, in the business for a long time tend to operate in that way because they've seen and they've learned. And when they haven't, when they don't operate like that, I think it's really a matter of how much of your ego stands in the way, how much you're frightened how much you feel insecure because I think it really does come from that and so many times I think we focus on the insecurity the worry the the content of all of that but as human beings we are so much larger we are we are the awareness within which all of that content sits Mm-hmm. And if we are relating to the awareness rather than the content or the personality, we operate differently. We reframe the way we come to the set, the way we work, the the connection that we find with every single person on the set. I've been finding that working with camera people and just saying to them, are we in sync? Are we good here? And all of a sudden, the energy is different and it goes out across the the airwaves differently. I really do think so. No, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. So when you approach with a party or thinking of taking something on, what makes you say yes? Is it about the script itself? Are you looking for the people that you're going to be working with? Is it all, all of, the above? All of the above. And definitely, if I'm looking to explore something for myself, in myself, because I think we have a myriad, uh, an abundance of human beings and feelings and thoughts inside of our of us and i think we are in many ways universal and how do we pull those things up how do we how do i work on that to see something new in myself and also will this impact someone else i'm giving a performance it goes back to the giving situation again i'm giving a performance am i giving this person in all their depth and substance and psychology and emotionality and 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 spirituality if that's what's called for am i creating do i have the opportunity to create that with this particular person so that i'm giving this person away to the audience so that they have the opportunity to say i know that person i connect to that person or something brings true for me about that so i look for that and i look for women who have um move through a transformation. They start in one place and they move to another place, no matter what the transformation might be. Um, so I, I'm always looking for that sort of thing. What story am I telling about this woman? What are her strengths? What are her weaknesses? What are her? What is her life process? That's Those are the things that I look for. Do you think roles for women are improving? Have I do. S- I really do. Look, I think we have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. It's just like so many other issues that you know that we talk about. Um, I think we have places to go, but I do think that I think what's happened is that we are standing up and saying our lives are interesting. They matter, and there are people out there that want to see those stories. And so, 
let us have those stories or let us do what you know many people are doing i mean look at reese witherspoon right uh look at america ferrera these are people who are creating new stories all the time and so while they're younger than i am there is also this wave of women that i know that i have been a part of for you know a, lo- a long time um and they are doing they are doing well and they are being successful and they're Look, and it doesn't look at the the avenues that we have now. I mean, we have places to go and take things, and the the opportunities are exponential. So, you know, I see what's happening, and I'm very excited by it. I'm very I'm very heartened by it. And it sounds like you're doing that for yourself now too. You're creating I am, your own projects. I am. I am. I'm doing some things. I'm working on some projects with my husband that I'm. I'm. I will talk about them more when I can. I'll, we'll. We'll. Come we back talk, and we'll, do, we'll talk here. about them. And I'm I'm very excited about them. And I have a tremendous amount of support from um, from my uh, my agents and from my managers about them. I mean, you know, oftentimes they'll say, "Well, you know, you, this is or whatever." But no, they're like they're my champions, and it's kind of um, it's a wonderful new kind of part of my life and adventure. And I love working with my husband. That's great. He takes really good notes, and he's <laughs> such a good writer. And I'm like. No, no, no! Don't do that. You re- re- rewrite this, and he goes in and he just rewrites it. It's kind of, kind of wonderful. Had you ever worked with him before? We actually did a film together that was in Sundance uh, several years ago, Great. Uh, and uh, we had actually met working together as actors. And then he stopped being an actor. He really, it, it wasn't wasn't right for him. He kept feeling that it wasn't right. He's a really good actor, but he just said, "You know what? I there are so many aspects of it that I don't like. Look, our business is." Very challenging, you know. It requires a lot. You've got to, you've got to always be in the place of not. You don't get to do what you want. Everybody goes, oh, this is so great. This is like glamorous and limousines and all this. And it's like, wait a minute. If you've ever been on a set, it's not glamorous. It's not glamorous, and it's like you don't get to do what you don't get to do what you want. You get to do what works, Mm -hmm. and when you do what works, then life works. But a lot of people don't like that. He just didn't like waiting for lights. And he always was a writer. I mean, he always had mm-hmm. that aptitude. And so he said, I think I want to do this. And I said, fantastic. So then that's what you should do. And so he wrote this script for this very interesting piece, which is called Save Me, um, which was a, a, a movie about um, this woman who put together this sort of 12-step program to help, so she thought, help young men, young men who were gay not be gay. So it was about reparative therapy. Well, what drove her was the fact that she had had a son who was gay and he committed suicide. And she said, I don't want anybody to ever feel this pain again. No. So her heart was in the right place, but you could see that where she was going was not going to work. And what happens is that there are these two young men that fall in love at this place. And they realize that this is not, this is not right. They don't. They're fine. They're not broken. They don't need to change. And so it was a very important piece because I've been an advocate for the LGBTQ community for for forever. And so it was. And he sat down and wrote it. And it was interesting what he did, which I, I thought was very bright of him. He had to write it quickly, and we had very little time. And we had several other producers on the project with us, and we needed to give them an idea of what he was going to write. And so what he did was he took the page out of Brokeback Mountain and he wrote a short story and he said this is what I would do wow. so he wrote the short story like in a day 
Uh, he's really amazing. And now he's also a novelist, so he has these two novels, and they could probably become films. So the the opportunity to work with him in this way is kind of fresh and new and really exciting. And given your advocacy work, it must be so meaningful for you to be able to do that, tell those stories on screen. It's... Oh, I'm just so grateful. I mean, I think that's kind of what we need to be doing. I think we need to be talking about those those issues that really have taken... Some of them are from the past. Some of them are front and center still. And to have the availability to use our art to really change the, the conversation, to really have an impact on the culture, to really leave our young people who we will pass the torch to. Like you said before, you know, these young people who are, you know, they have 15 minutes of fame and they think it's going to last forever. And it's like, you're not thinking about the long picture. You're not, you're not thinking about that. And so when you do that, life can be different for you. And so I think we have to make sure that the, the, the youth that we're leaving this business to really do know what we're saying, what we mean, and how we use our art to actually make a difference in the world. That's why I said to you before, I'm so concerned about the arts being cut in schools. Why are teachers paying for their own paper and crayons for young people? Not everybody's a basketball player or a baseball player. Mm-hmm. They need the arts in order to express themselves. They have feelings, and we have to be supportive of that as well. So yes, it's very important to me to be able to use the the art for that. I mean, it does feel like this is an opportunity for artists to really speak out, given that there's such a demand for content and so many different places to sell their content and tell your stories, to be able to talk about the things that are important to you. Yes, exactly. And it's like, if you're an artist and you're not talking about the times and the culture, I think Nina Simone said, what are you doing? <laughs> right. You know, you're you're letting you have an opportunity here we have this rich opportunity and we are finding our way to make those opportunities to make those stories everybody wants to be told a story and that's what we're in the business of it certainly feels like that with the you know the project you're taking on with you know Johnny Versace and also even transparent too i mean going back to transparent sure. that was pretty revolutionary when it first it started was- that, and when I spoke with Jill Soloway and uh, when Jill and I first spoke, um, the audition I had for that show was a conversation that we had. Really? And it wasn't, it wasn't about the script. It was, it was some about the story, mm-hmm. but it was about her parent. It was about what was happening in the culture. And she talked about what I said before. She, sorry, Jill, they talked about um, the idea that we could change the conversation. That Jill was saying that what the desire for the show uh, and for their process and their life was to impact the culture and change the culture. You know how many countries um, if you are gay or trans, you can be a lesbian, gay, trans, bisexual. You can be put. You can be put to death. You can have your hands cut off. You can be thrown off buildings. You, there are there is such a world. And how is it? 
and I've been pondering this for a while. How is it that we live in this kind of world? There are so many other really important... How, how do we come to treat each other this way? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Jill was talking about, and particularly in this case for the trans community. And now you see, you know, Ryan Murphy has Pose, and they're all trans actors. And, you know, there's, there's a world in which the human spirit cannot be suppressed, cannot be oppressed, cannot be. It's what's happening with women now. There is a way in which we are speaking out. And that's what I, I loved so much about the character of Shelley Pfefferman. Mm-hmm. That she found her voice. You got it. Yeah, she found her voice, and having been, as you find out in season four, sexually abused. I mean, you find out more of the details. You have an idea at the end of season three when she sings on the uh, on the boat, um, hand in my pocket, and you know that she's put to shell and back this this one person show in place to get herself out there. But you find out more of the details in season four, and. That finding of a voice has so resonated with so many people, men and women. I'm sure. And um, those are the kinds of things that I, I love to be a part of, love taking on, love being part of a team with. So you're going back into season five of the show. What do you want to see? Yes, I don't, I don't, I literally don't know. I mean, I mean, if I could tell you something, I would tell you. We're clearly going to have to talk again because I don't know. I'm making a list. I make a list. I don't know what, I I really literally don't know what to tell you right now. I think we're in process. There's something going on. There's discussion. You know, Jen Salky now at Amazon um, and everybody happily so feels that. Um, everybody I talk to about her says she's just she's extraordinary. She's, she's very well, smart, very smart, and quite extraordinary, quite a, a marvelous, incredible person. So um, it looks like there was a thing that came out. I think it was in Variety, uh, where she was talking about uh, the that there would be something, some closure of season five, and we just don't know what it is yet. I have to ask, what's going to be like to go back to set without Jeffrey there? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Because yeah. it's not, it, that's future. What was your reaction when you heard the news? You'll forgive me. It's really hard for me. Yeah. No, I understand. Thanks. I appreciate that. Are you, Ryan Murphy has a habit of using actors from his roles previous shows and previous ro- in future roles, I should say. Would you work with him again? Is that something you want to do? In a heartbeat. In a second. I know. That's what everybody says to me. They say, oh, well, once you're in the Brian Murphy family, once you're in the family, you're in the family. Yeah. You're in the family. Um, I mean, he just is so... He's kind. He's generous. He's connected. I mean, what? what he's talented. He's a visionary. Of course I would want to work with him again. Absolutely. Yeah. How does he compare to other showrunners or writers you've worked for? It's very interesting. Um, I didn't have a big connection with him 
on the set because he was busy doing other things. So it was more like Brad Simpson and Nina Jacobson and, you know, the other people that were part and parcel of the team. Um, that, But I, I, I literally, um, I heard that he was very appreciative of the work. And then I heard from him. And then, I mean, it was like, you know, this is happening. See, I don't read reviews. Really, you don't. You never have you ever. I did. I used Why did to. You stop? Um, because I knew that if I believed the good ones, I had to believe the bad ones. I can't. Um, if there's if there's somebody out there who says something about a performance that can actually help me, I want to know about that. And I have people who are there to tell me that. Um, but I I think it pulls. It, for this is for me. It pulls me into a place that I don't want to go. I don't want to be. Um, I don't want to be um, compelled by that, or like you know, looking on social media all the time for what somebody says about me. It's like my job is in my life and in my work is to get rid of my ego as much as I possibly can, which is really, is, you know, it's a daunting task. We have a mind that keeps, you know, going on and on and on over and over and over again. And I don't want to, I don't want to get caught in that, in that kind of a trap. But people did write me and say, oh my, have you seen this? I mean, <laughs> have you, have you seen these reviews? And somebody said to me, I think it was yesterday, they said, you actually might want to read them. Because you might feel good about it. You might feel, you might feel good spoiler about it. Spoiler alert, you'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you for the spoiler alert. But you know what I mean? It's sort yes. of like, I, I can't, um, you know, I. it's too easy to get pulled off and to get off balance by all of that, I find. And so I just really stay the course and just do the work and, you know, see what happens and see what comes up. But people did tell me that, you know, there was a lot of notice about it, and there was a lot of notice on social about it, and people acknowledging it. And um, just as that was happening, Ryan and I connected, and so he, he was said, "This is just fantastic, and I'm so happy about this." And I mean, so it was really that kind of connection, and we've connected since. And you know. talking about things specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not not specific. When I can put that on your list, oh, it's really on my list. <laughs> the list is getting very long. <laughs> I mean it. I mean, yeah. I will come back. I will talk to you about right. all of this stuff. You know, things that I'm not able to talk about quite yet. I will absolutely. I mean, I mean it. And I, I you know how I feel about you, and I, you know that I would absolutely. I mean that. I give you my word Thank on you. that. I appreciate uh, it. Uh, of course, of course, absolutely. You're very sweet. Um, what was I going to ask you about? Oh, social media. Yeah. I've noticed you're on Twitter. Do you like I enjoy am. being on Twitter? Um, you know what I enjoy about it is that I get to connect with a lot of people. Um, and I, my audience, it's funny, I don't, I always feel uncomfortable calling them fans. I, I don't know why. I just, it's, it's like a funny a, word. It's a funny word, but I, f- I feel like it's more like they're, Like they're part of the team, like we're in this together, and it's they who have really brought me where I am now. Their solidarity, their faithfulness, their appreciation, and so I get to see that when I go on Twitter. Now I don't do a lot on Twitter, but I do. I do some, and I 
I, I'm the, the, the kind of person that I, I don't, you know, if I see a great play, I want to talk about it. Or, but I, I'm not the kind of person who says I was just at, you know, um, y- you know, Nate Niles or Jerry's Deli and just had a great tuna fish sandwich. That's not going to be. That's not going to be the kind of the stuff that I, you know, do or, or talk about. And that's fine for other people. And a lot of people love to do that, and they, that's the way they connect with people. But that I don't. For me, that doesn't feel like a real connection, a depth connection, a substantive connection. And so when I do the kinds of things that I do, that I really I like that. I appreciate that. I love having that availability. Um, I don't want to have uh, political discussions on Twitter. I don't think they often carry the kind of substance that I would like. There are some people who do that really beautifully and powerfully and magnificently, and I leave that to them. Um, uh, so I just I I sort of I and I do a little bit on Instagram. I'm not very I'm not very good at it. I'm not very proficient at it. Um, and you know, people say, "Well, have somebody do this stuff for you," and it's sort of like. No, it's like that's not me. You don't sound like me. And I really do think that the audience that I've had, because they've been so there for me, they'll they would know the difference. I think I think they would feel the difference. I think I wouldn't feel good about it. So that's a long answer to a you know, a short question. But I, I, I think and I think it's I think it, there's something about it that's incredibly valuable. No, and I think look it can change the conversation in a lot of ways. It's just sort of I mean I think it's pluses and minuses. There are fans and, you know, people who don't like it and I totally understand both sides of it. Yeah. You know, and it's you're and you're right about the politics at all. It can be really hard. It's really but I wanna have a real discussion with somebody. I don't wanna just be bouncing things um, back and forth, and I and I and I do think that it keeps you alive in people's minds. I also get to thank people for their, you know, tell them that I appreciate their acknowledgement or their thinking of me or whatever. You know, it, that that's important to me. But it feels it, I want it to I want it to have the experience of it be more like family mm-hmm. than like, hey, you know, hey, fans, you know, it's just there's something weird about that to me. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because I've been around for so long. No, Do you no, know no. what I mean? Um, I want to go back to Marilyn for a second. Yeah, if you, would, sure. if you could have talked to her, if you could have asked her one question, what would you have asked her? Or how, what would you want to say to her? How are you? Mm-hmm. How are you? Oh, God. It just... It's those things that... I don't know. I just have... I think we're we're in a time right now in our world where people are for so many different reasons are hurting so much feel so disenfranchised so we that the that empathetic response it's like are we letting people know that we see them that we hear them that we're listening. I mean, that's what we're here to do for each other. And I just find that we're in a time right now where that's just disappearing at a very rapid rate. And But then there are other places that you can point to. You can say, there it is. We love that. You know, we we see the people who are going down to the border to, to try to help the immigrants, the people who put the marches together that say, we are here, we are one voice, we are together. So there are bright spots in it, most definitely. So I would I would say, how, how are you? 
Are you are you okay? Hmm? Do you think we've learned the lessons that we talked about in Gianna Versace? Do you think we're still living that making those same mistakes all over again? Such a good question. No, I don't. I think we've learned some for sure. I think the gay community, which has always been an inspiration to me because of... I was just talking about this last night at this SAG Q&A about how we... um, We've come so far, but we still have so far to go. And because the community is such an inspiration, so about a demonstration of authenticity of who you are, and courage in the face of a world that is really can be very divisive. And in the name of people's religion, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with religion, I'm just saying that it sometimes is used as a way to beat people up, and I I worry about that for us as a people, and I still see it happening, and it still concerns me. And so I think we've learned some. I think that's the the magnificence of what Ryan has done in putting mm-hmm. this out there to say, pay attention, folks. It's still happening. There are still the hate crimes are exponential, and and also particularly in you know in the entire LGBTQ community, but very much in the trans community, and so unless we're talking about these things, showing these things, using, as I said before, our art to make these definitive distinctions. And what, what are we pointing to? What are, we, what are we saying about this? And then it goes back to who are we? Mm-hmm. Who do we want to who do, who do be? And I've been talking about that a lot recently. It's like, who do you want to be in the world? Do, do you want to be a person who cuts other people down, shoves other people aside, talks about the other to you to to create your own superiority. That's not who I think we are as human beings. I think we're much bigger and grander than that. It's that awareness that I was talking about before. Right. We are we are the awareness. We are not the content. So I don't know that we've come I don't think we've come far enough. I think we have still have lots of places to go and to extend ourselves into and I think that's what's happening with women now in a very major way. I think there's that as well. And people who have been disenfranchised are now standing up in powerful ways. And that's the bright spot for me. Perfect note to end on. Thank you so much. It's really been a pleasure. Totally a pleasure for me, too. Thanks for listening to this week's show. We'll be back next time with another great episode. We'll be talking with Yvonne Strahovski about The Handmaid's Tale. And if you like the show, I'd appreciate it if you could rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Let us know, too, who you want to hear from. What stars and producers should we invite on the show? Email us at podcasts at variety.com. See you next time. This week's episode is presented by the HBO series Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. The AV Club declares it deeply funny. John Oliver satirically covers the week in news, politics, and current events. Last Week Tonight provides a unique platform for John Oliver's singular perspective and distinct voice on any number of social, political, and existential issues. For your consideration, nominated for nine Emmys, including Outstanding Variety Talk Series.